It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVD heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and Merry Christmas to you all. Hanukkah is coming up around the corner. If you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, but I myself, I celebrate Christmas, so Merry Christmas. And better fitting for this week's show, I'm going to say Melikaliki Maka. Yes, it is the thing to say for show number 93 for the week of December 11th, 2014, as we're going to warm things up this Christmas season by heading to the tropical islands with John Wells. That's that's right, Dawn Wells, who you may know as Marianne from the classic television sitcom Gilligan's Island, is going to be stopping in here this week. Dawn's going to stop in, talk about this great classic sitcom, what it's like being part of television legacy, her latest book, and many other things, including what would Marianne do. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and the D-Team is here during the holiday season as Jason is going to help you pick that Blu-ray or DVD to add to your holiday viewing this Christmas season. We also have Nathan here with what was going on this week in Disney history and let's not forget the latest rundown from the Walt Disney World Resorts with WDWN2 with our very own Caitlin. There is tons of news hot off the D-Wire, all kinds of fun, many great things. Like I said, Meli Kaliki Maka. Yes, we're keeping it tropical here this week. So all of you D-Heads, it is Christmas season. It's our second very merry Christmas celebration show. I am ready to kick it off, have some fun, maybe head on down to Toy Town. So before I officially kick off the show, I do want to mention that Disney Radio is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation by purchasing unused Vacation Club points directly from DVC-Rental.com. You can save all that money and spend it on other things like souvenirs. So definitely check them out, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, let's head on out to Toy Town. Let's get things started for our very Merry Christmas celebration as it continues all month long for the week of December 11th, 2014, show number 93. I'll be right back, all VD heads. Mili Kaliki Maka. Pink crocodile. 
trooper and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that <laughs> Christmas, join Mickey Mouse and all his friends. Have yourself a Walt Disney Christmas with this magical new two-record album featuring such Disney favorites as It's a Small World, sung by the Disneyland Boys Choir. Hear Ludwig Mausinski on the All Mouse Symphony and Chorus. Listen to the first Noel. Chris Kringle. Chris, Chris Kringle, with a tingle, 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 has started on his merry way. Ah, humbug! Ah! You'll also get a third record, a song-filled version of Dickens' Christmas Carol in this storybook album, starring Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and the Disney players. So celebrate with Mickey and his friends. Including Cliff Edwards, the voice of that great performer, Jiminy Cricket. From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas. And at this joyful time of year, we want you to be with us. Walt Disney Christmas plus a Christmas Carol are yours for only $10.98. Cassette or 8-track tape, only $13.98. Here's how to order. To all, good night. To order, phone toll-free 1-800-257-1234. In New Jersey, call 800-232-6966. Or to avoid COD, send check or money order to Disney Christmas, Post Office Box 7500, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Was a jolly happy soul with a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale, they say. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Oh, Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be. And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. Frosty the snowman knew the sun was hot that day. So he said, let's run and we'll have some fun now before I melt away. Down to the village with a broomstick in his hand. Running here and there all around the square saying, catch me if you can. He led them down the streets of town right to the traffic cop. And he only paused a moment when he heard him holler, Stop! For Frosty the snowman had to hurry on his way. But he waved goodbye saying, Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. 
Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump. Look at Frosty go. Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump. Over the hills of snow. The elves you love are back for another Christmas mission. Vehicle dash away. Engine. Prepping houses around the world for the big guy's arrival. We're going in. And this holiday season, Santa's other elves are coming to town, and they'll find out who's been naughty and nice. We're in the belly of the beast, my friend. But one creature is stirring up more trouble than these elves can handle. <laughs> Disney Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice, coming this holiday season to ABC. Hi, this is Dawn Wells, Marianne on Gilligan's Island. You are listening to Disney On Demand. Lucky you. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow. It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 93 for the week of December 11th, 2014. Meli Kaliki Maka, as we're going to keep it tropical and fun this week here at the show, as we have the iconic Marianne from Gilgan's Island stopping in, yes, Miss Dawn Wells. We also have the D-team here with Nathan, Jason, and Caitlin, as the D-team is a little bit more liked here this week, as everyone's getting ready for the holidays, but fear not, we have all kinds of fun here lined up for you. We have tons of news hot off the D-wire and many other things. So to keep the show rolling here, all of you D-heads, before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue. That's B-L-U or Diz Radio. D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can find all these outlets right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our shows in iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your tablet, your iPod, your phone, and more so you can enjoy the latest from our show at Diz Radio right there just by subscribing. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's officially kick off news hot off the D-wire and how about Jake and the Neverland Pirates battle for the book? That's right, Jake and his pals are back and they're coming to DVD on January 6, 2015. Yes, we all love our favorite little pirates and now you can set sail with Jake and his friends on January 6th of 2015. This value-packed DVD includes the Battle for the Book adventure plus four additional episodes. It has over two hours of fun, plus free inside every DVD is an exclusive checkerboard bandana with gold coins that you cannot get or purchase anywhere else. When Wendy's special storybook is stolen by Captain Hook, Jake and his mates go to London to help Peter Pan's friend from the classic movie Peter Pan, Wendy. The longer the book is out of Wendy's hands, the more she and her brothers forget about their past adventures of Neverland. Now the battle for the book continues in Neverland, where Hook plans to destroy the book and its stories in the legendary Ring of Blue Fire. It's up to our young heroes to save Wendy's storybook and the story of Peter Pan. 
Now, of course, Jake and the Neverland Pirates proves to be a very fun series. Everybody loves it. We just talked with Corey Burton here on our show, who plays the voice of Captain Hook. So, you know, it is a great, fantastic show. And, you know, come on, Battle for the Book. I have watched it. It's on our DVR at home. But now you can get it on DVD January 6, 2015. Jake and the Neverland Pirates Battle for the Book. Since we are talking about setting sights on adventures and cruising along that way, how about adventures for adults and many other things? How about Adventures by Disney introducing new European vacations to Tuscany and Spain in 2015? That's right, Adventures by Disney, a leader in guided group travel worldwide, continues to offer exceptional vacation itineraries to the world in many of the most treasured places. And now they have the all-new ones that are coming to Europe with Tuscany and Spain coming to life. Now, this trip brings out the best of Tuscany, delighting foodies and adventures alike. Now, to add even more excitement, Adventures by Disney is also launching an amazing itinerary that takes guests on a journey through the hidden treasures of Spain. Yes, in 2015, travelers can explore iconic landscapes and exquisite Italian culture on the mouth-watering Tuscan culinary adventure with Adventures by Disney. Now, this trip brings out the best of Tuscany and many other things. They are going to have distinctive tastes and timeless traditions of Italy as they come together in a new food-focused seven-day, six-night Tuscany tour. Guests can immerse themselves in the local culture and spectacular settings of the Italian countryside as they enjoy private, hands-on culinary experiences. You can relax in a lush accommodations while taking in the rolling hills and charming vineyards. Now also this year they're going to have the all-new nine-day, eight-night Spain tour that's taking guests off the beaten path on an unforgettable trip that explores Spain's culture, art, and history. Now you can dance to the rhythm of strumming guitars with private flamenco lessons and inspired masterpieces in Barcelona and many privately guided tours to landmark monuments that make Spain the vacation destination unlike anywhere else. Now this is fantastic, brand new, and something that you know Adventures by Disney is continuing to push the boundaries above and beyond every single time. Now, if you want to get more details about this or to book reservations, definitely call them at 866-543-0865, or you can contact a local travel agent or go to adventuresbydisney.com. Now, moving along in Disney news here, how about music? And of course, everybody loves Disney music and Frozen. I'll give you that moment to let out either a sigh in uh, enjoyment or a sigh of relief. All right. Well, how about Frozen is not going anywhere, and Frozen soundtrack is now ranked number one, the top-selling album of 2014 by the year-end Billboard 200 album chart. Yes, this week, Frozen soundtrack from Walt Disney Records was ranked the number one best-selling album of 2014 by the year-end Billboard 200 chart for the period of November 24th, 2013 to November 16th, 2014. It is the first soundtrack to reach number one on the year-end chart, since Titanic in 1998, and it is the first Disney soundtrack to top the chart since Mary Poppins in 1965. Released on December 9th, 2013, the Grammy-nominated soundtrack spent 33 weeks in the top five on the Billboard 200 chart, including 13 weeks at number one. It is certified triple platinum, selling more than 3.6 million units to date. Now, the soundtrack was also named iTunes' number one selling album of 2014. Now, with a lot of the great songs that 
that everybody already knows from Frozen. I'm not going to rehash those again and again for you. But let's just say the album itself last week already received Grammy nominations in the categories of Best Compilation Soundtrack, Best Score Soundtrack, and Best Song Written for Visual Media. Now, there's a lot of great things that are going to happen with Frozen. And they also have a variety of other Frozen things that... uh, are on the horizon, but Frozen is going nowhere. It's ranked number one top-selling album of 2014 by the year-end 200 album charts. Now, sticking with animated things from Disney, let's go way back to their history. How about back to 1927? And how about a lost Walt Disney film from 1927 featuring Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was found in Norway this past week? Yes, a long-lost film by Walt Disney was recently found in a very unlikely place, a library in Norway near the Arctic Circle. The 1927 film is called Empty Socks and features Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, a character created by Disney and of iWorks before Mickey Mouse. It's also the first Christmas film ever made by the company and was found in the National Library of Norway. Now, the library has been getting digitized films and documents from its collection when it came upon the reels. Now, at the beginning, we didn't know it was a lost cinematic treasure, they said in archivist at the library. The statement said the film was in two reels and it wasn't clearly labeled. They first thought it might be footage from Felix the Cat. Then writer-animator-historian David Gerstein told them that the missing Disney film may be in the collection. After sending him some of the information about the footage, they realized they had discovered this long-lost treasure. Now, the film was likely in private hands in Norway before being sent to the Norwegian Film Institute, which in turn sent the film to the library as it has been reported. Now, the only other known footage of empty socks is a 25-second segment at the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Now, the library said the complete film runs about 5 minutes, 30 seconds. However, about a minute from the middle is missing. A copy of the digitized version was sent to the Walt Disney Company while the original remains at the library in Norway. Now, along with Empty Socks, the library also found a copy of another Oswald film, Tall Timber, made in 1928. It's one of the last Oswald films made by Disney and of iWorks who lost the character in a contract dispute to Universal, which had been distributing their films. That ultimately led them to creating Mickey Mouse. Well, let's just say Oswald is now coming back home in a digitized version, and hopefully we'll be able to see this again since many people do have, uh, you know, kind of Oswald mania from this point on in the recent years as Disney since 2006 has regained the rights to Oswald the Rabbit. Now, sticking with films and many things that Disney loves to do with films, how about Star Wars? Yes, everybody is excited for Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Well, how about Star Wars is coming to the Disney parks officially? Yes, big changes could be on the way to the Walt Disney World parks, said Bob Iger, the president and spokesperson for the Walt Disney Company. He said there is more about the expanding of the Star Wars presence in the parks. Insiders have told many different people that the franchise could go to Hollywood Studios, where the already successful Star Tours attraction is located. As they've released, it's been one of the most popular rides in the park for almost 25 years now, said Ken Pilcher, a theme park expert. It only makes sense to put it in Hollywood Studios since Star Wars is already popular at that park. Now, they are going to have many other things, including many attractions that are going to be focused on the new films. As Iger has released, they aren't going to focus too much on the past Star Wars films, but really focus many of the attractions on the new films. So I can only guess that we're going to see a Force Awakens uh, attraction 
coming in the very, very near future. So let's get ready for this, but it is coming. Now, Iger said that he put blueprints for a Star Wars expansion on a hold until designers could include elements from next year's Episode 7, The Force Awakens. This is going to be huge and definitely put uh, Harry Potter's area at Universal a good run for their money. Now, since we are talking about the theme parks, how about Disney Parks president is set to retire? Yes, Meg Crofton, the president of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in the United States and France, is going to retire on June 1st after 35 years with the Walt Disney Company. She has served in her current role since 2011 and was the president of Walt Disney World Resort in Florida between 2006 and 2011. Prior to that, Crofton had held several executive positions, including hotel operations, convention sales and services, human resources, and she played key leadership roles in the opening of Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong Disneyland. As she has put it, my husband Rich has been retired for some time now and I became increasingly aware that I had really wanted to build the new West Coast life with him in San Francisco. So now she's officially going to retire and Tom Staggs, chairman of the Walt Disney World Parks and Resorts, said that the company would name the successor at a later date. Now getting back to Disney animation again, how about Finding Dory? And everybody is excited for Finding Dory as that's coming up on the horizon. Well, how about Disney's Finding Dory officially has its plot revealed with new characters that have been announced. That's right. Details of the forthcoming Finding Nemo sequel, Finding Dory, has been revealed to fans at a recent Comic-Con experience in Brazil. Jim Morris, the president of Disney, took time to explain of what could be expected from the sequel. In addition to sharing some of the basic plot information, he also revealed unfinished scenes, concept artwork, and some new animation software. Finding Dory is going to follow Dory, Marlin, and of course Nemo on an epic journey to find Dory's parents and her origin, according to the movie pilot. Now, the movie will begin in the ocean, but it was revealed that much of the story will take place in the Marine Biology Institute of California. Many species of marine life are studied in the Marine Biology Institute, and more are studied while there. Now, Dory finds out that she was born in the Institute prior to being released into the wild and meeting her duo of traveling companions. New characters that will be introduced will be sea lions, octopus, and a beluga whale, just to name a few. Now, there are going to be a variety of different people that are involved with this, including Dory's mother, Jenny, is going to be voiced by none other than Diane Keaton. Now, you're going to have a lot of great things on the horizon with this, and let's just say I'm sure we'll see Crush, the seagulls, and... Uh, many other people as well. Now, according to Slash Film, Dory regains her memories while on a school field trip with Nemo, which begins the journey to find her parents. Not much more is been told or explained about this, but let's just say I am excited for it, and Finding Dory is scheduled to release on June 17, 2016. So let's get ready for this one. So all of you D-heads, with that, I have ton more news on the horizon, but I'm going to release the reins to the D-team for a little bit. Even though we have a lighter D-team here, we have a lot of great things on the horizon. And we have Caitlin back, who's going to give you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resorts with WDWN2. And let's take that time and take a look back at what just happened with this week in Disney history with Nathan. We have tons on the horizon, many other things. So before I let you go and release the reins to the D-team and continue with our very Merry Christmas celebration, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by dvc-rental.com and at dvc-rental.com you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused vacation club points and saving that and staying at the best resorts like the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, Animal Kingdom and more just by going to dvc-rental.com the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads with that said I'm going to take a break here I'm going to pour some eggnog well 
not any eggnog, it has to be vanilla spice eggnog. But I'm going to pour myself a glass here, continue on, release the reins to the D-team, and I'll be back with more news hot off the D-wire as we keep things tropical, warm, and all kinds of fuzzy here this week as we have Don Wells from Gilligan's Island stopping in here very shortly. Meli, Kaliki, Maka, and I will be back, D-heads. <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. A cup of kindness that we share with another. A sweet reunion with a friend or a brother. In all the places you find love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart, a special time of caring, the ways of love make clear. It, it is the season of the spirit, and the message every hear it is make it last on It's in the giving of a gift to another. Mittens that were made by your mother. It's all the ways that we show love that feel like Christmas. Upon a childhood we'll always remember. It is the summer of the soul in December. Yes, when you do your best for love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart, a special time of caring. The ways of love make clear. It is the season of the spirit. The message, if we hear it, is make it last all year. It's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. as large nor as strong as the other three donkeys, but 
small one was definitely the happiest donkey. I can only offer you one silver coin. I know that's very little. No, that's fine. I just want a small one to have a good home. Well, my son, he will have. <laughs> oh, there. I'll take good care of him. Goodbye, small one. Be strong and sure of foot. And follow your new master. Come along, small one. Come along. As Small One was led away by his new owner, he looked back at the woodcutter's son. The boy had kept his promise and had found someone special for Small One. The little donkey smiled, and then with a surge of pride and gratitude, he managed to straighten his bent ear all by himself. And so, Small One carried Joseph's wife, Mary, on his back all the way to Bethlehem, where she gave birth to a wondrous child named Jesus. Thus, the woodcutter's scrawny little beast of burden did become the king's donkey after all. here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. If you celebrate Hanukkah, be on the lookout for new Hanukkah-themed merchandise for your festivities this year. From appetizer plates, wine goblets, mugs and banners, to trading pins, the designs are adorable and sure to please. All items are available at the World of Disney Store in the Downtown Disney Marketplace. 
And in the spirit of Christmas cheer, Santa will be making the rounds at Disney parks from now until Christmas. We know he's a busy guy, but those elves really know their stuff, so we're just glad he could carve the time out of his schedule. Look for him making stops at the American Adventure Pavilion in Epcot, Town Square Theater in Magic Kingdom during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and Santa's Chalet near the World of Disney Store. Now as much as I love Illuminations, I've never had the chance to see it during the holidays, and I learned something new this week. If you didn't know either, during the holiday season, Illuminations culminates in a special finale set to the classic song, Let There Be Peace on Earth. I'm sure it's absolutely beautiful. Also, as a part of Animal Kingdom's Festival of All Seasons celebration, Chakranati can be found performing seasonal tunes like Carol of the Bells on Sitar and Tablas. Look for them to enjoy some relaxing live music in a gorgeous atmosphere. And finally, if you're looking forward to Disney Park's Frozen Christmas Celebration Parade airing during Christmas morning, get ready for a peek at Disney's Alani Resort and Spa. A few guest artists will be performing there, including Gavin DeGraw and Lauren Murano, and everyone's favorite Modern Family star, Sarah Hyland, will be the host straight from Hawaii. We can't wait to watch the fun. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas. And at this joyful time of year, we want you to be with us. So gather round our lovely tree where all the lights are shining. We'll be as happy as can be while all the bells are chiming. Ding dong dingle, what a merry sound. Ding dong dingle, Kris Kringle is in town. And now I'll introduce you to the gang that's here to meet you. The happy house of Mickey Mouse is waiting here to greet you. Ha ha! Hi, folks! Merry Christmas! Happy New Year, too! Ha ha! Merry, Merry Christmas! From all of us to you. I'll hang you on my Christmas tree. You'd be a pretty bangle. Goofy, what are you saying? <laughs> a jingle, jingle, jangle. Ding dong, dingle. What a merry sound. Ding dong, dingle. Chris Kringle is in town. From all of us to all of you, can't wait until you're with us. We'll meet beneath the mistletoe and say a Merry Christmas. Interrupt this broadcast for a special weather bulletin. The snow continues to fall. All schools, all stores, all roads will be closed until further notice. In other words, we're snowed in. What? Oh, no! Gosh, Mickey, if we're snowed in, how are we supposed to get home to our families? Aw, don't worry, fellas. You've got family right here. All of us. Hmm, I always wanted a duck for a brother. <laughs> oh! Join Mickey Mouse and all your favorite Disney friends in a full-length animated movie. Mickey's Magical Christmas, snowed in at the House of Mouse. Now available on video and Disney DVD.
Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi again, D-Heads, and welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. As always, let's begin. Starting out this week in Disney history, we are in 1904 when actor George J. Lewis is born in, bear with me everybody, Guadalajara, Mexico. He played the role of Alejandro in Disney's 1950s Zorro TV series. And we're moving on to 1910 where trumpeteer, band leader, singer, composer, and actor Lewis Prima, known for his memorable contribution to the Disney's Jungle Book as King Louis, is born in New Orleans, Louisiana. In 1923, film and television actor Dewey Martin is born in Catamasee, Texas. He portrayed Daniel Boone in Walt Disney's The Wonderful World of Colors four-part television miniseries, which first aired in 1960. In 1933, Disney's Silly Symphony cartoon The Night Before Christmas is generally released and loosely based on Clement C. Moore's classic poem, Saint Nick. In 1941, on Sunday, Walt Disney hears news over the radio of the Japanese sneak attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. He received a phone call from his studio manager telling him that army troops are moving on to their Burbank lot, where they are going to provide anti-aircraft installation to protect the nearby Lockheed factory. In 1950, voice actor Gregory Greg Berger is born in St. Louis, Missouri. Best known for his iconic role as Odie, the dog from the Garfield franchise, his Disney and credits included The House of Mouse, Kingdom Hearts 2, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, and Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, as well as Winnie the Pooh's Seasons of Giving and Recess. Kingdom Hearts 2 and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End were video games that he provided voiceovers for. <clears throat> In 1957, singer, actor, TV talk show, and game host, as well as former teen idol Donny Osmond, is born in Ogden, Utah. Donnie performed many times at Disneyland with his brothers starting out. He also supplied the singing voice of Captain Lee Shang in Disney's Mulan, and between September 2006 and July 2007, played the role of the villainous Gaston in the Broadway musical Beauty and the Beast. Donnie also made an appearance at the very first D23 Expo in 2009. Also in 1957, Michael actor Michael Clark Duncan, the voice of Tug in Disney's 2003 Brother Bear, is born in Chicago, Illinois. In 1960, Jeff Swampy Marsh, co-creator of Disney Channel's Phineas and Ferb, is born in Santa Monica, California. In 1985, actress and singer Raven Simone, the star of Disney Channel's That's So Raven, is born in Atlanta, Georgia. In 1992, the National Hockey League awarded, a, awarded Disney a hockey franchise, and the team will later become known as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. In 1997, Disney and ABC Cable Networks announced plans to launch Toon Disney, which is going to be a new 24-hour basic cable network featuring the vast library of animated programming that Disney offered. It hits the air officially in April of 1998, one year later. In 1999, Cynthia Harris is named president of the Disneyland Resort. She's held a variety of senior positions with Disney already in the past, including Senior Vice President of Park Operations at Disneyland, as well as Senior Vice President of Stores for the entire Disney store chain nationwide. In 2000, The Emperor's New Groove, Disney's newest animated feature, held its world, has its world premiere. In 2006, it is reported that MarketWatch has named Bob Iger of Disney as the CEO of the year for 2006. Moving on to 2009, the computer animated television special Disney's Prep and Landing, based on an idea by Chris Williams, airs on ABC. 
Also in 2009, a rare 1932 Mickey Mouse Christmas card, hand signed by Walt Disney himself, sells at auction in Illinois for a whopping $13,987. In 2010, Disneyland Paris received more than 4 inches of snow, marking their highest snowfall in over 25 years. In 2011, Disney announced it will build a new DVC addition to the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, the highest priced company owned hotel at Disney World. The project features approximately 147 new timeshare units opening and a separate structure next to the Grand Floridian's main building. The addition is expected to open in late 2013. Also in 2011, actor and Disney fan Neil Patrick Harris, who you may know as Barney on CBS's How I Met Your Mother, narrated Epcot's Candlelight Processional. This will mark his third time at the Candlelight since his first in 2008, and he also appears December 11th and 12th as well. And closing out this week in Disney history, in 2013, the Frozen soundtrack from Walt Disney Records is released. It will spend 33 weeks in the top 5 on the Billboard 200 chart, including 13 weeks at number 1. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something maybe new you didn't know, as always. Have a great week, and see you real soon. Scooter? Yes, ma'am. Gonzo? Check. Roger? Yes, Miss Biggie. This is what we're going to sing. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Nice. Please do put the penny in the old man's hat. Okay, Jonathan, so I'm throwing in this added bonus, one for a, I guess we'll say a, a holiday greeting or or a holiday gr- Christmas card message that if you want to throw in, I know that most of our members are not going to be able to do a segment this week, so, you know, getting them together. And if you need to just have a holiday greeting from one of us, I'm just going to throw that in there. So uh, in three, two... Hey gang, it's me, Jason, down here in the vault. I know I spend a lot of time getting many movies together for you to enjoy so you can understand the quality that Disney puts out, and I know you understand that, but I think the other thing that you need to see is the the joy and the love that, that come out of these movies, and I hope that I bring that to you every week here on Disney On Demand. So my gift to you this year is not just the love of movies and the love of Disney because that's just apparent but I just want to send out a lot of love down here from the vault to you because in this holiday season we don't take the time to say thank you we don't take the time to say I love you and we don't normally get the time to say I appreciate you so from me thank you a lot of love down here from the vault to you Lift the holly 
Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. 
All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back, and thank you to the D-team, Caitlin with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2, Nathan with what happened this week in Disney history, and be sure to connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com. So, all of you D-heads, as I mentioned, we have Marianne, yes, Dawn Wells from Gilligan's Island, stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We have more from the D-team, as we have Jason stopping in with the vault and many other things, but as I mentioned, there is tons of news hot off the D-wire here this week, so I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to jump right into it. And how about Gary Marshall saying Pretty Woman, the stage musical, is developed with Disney only a year away. That's right. The musical version of the 1990 film Pretty Woman is heading to the stage in the near future, according to Deadline.com. They interviewed the film's director, Gary Marshall, and he said it is about a year away. Now, earlier this year, Marshall stated that he was in a meeting with potential composers, lyricists, and directors, but he did not put a name as to who would write the show's score in his latest interview. Now, Recent things have said that they use temporary music to get things in place. Now, Paula Wagner, who produced Mothers and Sons and Grace, is producing the musical that is in development with Disney, according to Gary Marshall. It's about a year away, but Disney's behind it, he stated, and that right there is going to make it magical. Marshall added that Disney and the film screenwriter J.F. Lawton each own half of that property, and that Disney's theatrical group president, Thomas Schumacher, has been very, very supportive and helpful throughout the process. He also added that the book for the musical version Pretty Woman is by Marshall and Lawton. Now, he also noted that the Disney executives were cautious about presenting a stage musical whose central character was a prostitute, and that it was, at one point, suggested that the role of Vivian Ward be played by screen actress Julia Roberts be rewritten as a model. Now, the romantic comedy, which brought in $500 million at the box office, was billed as such. A man in a legal but hurtful business needs an escort for some social events and hires a beautiful prostitute that he meets only to fall in love. Pretty Woman also featured Ralph Bellamy, Jason Alexander, and many others, and it was nominated for an Academy Award who won Golden Globe for Best Performance as well. Well, it's a year away, and they are getting ready to have Pretty Woman the Musical, with Disney backing it, coming very soon. Now, since we are talking about musicals and uh, things where people love to sing, Let's talk about Into the Woods. And how about Disney announcing Sing Your Way Into the Woods contest with Stephanie Sodheim and James Lapine are going to select the winners. Yes, Disney invites you to show off your singing skills and your love for the Stephen Sodheim musical Into the Woods with the online musical contest Sing Your Way Into the Woods. Now, the winning video will be selected by the legendary eight-time Tony, Grammy, and Oscar-winning composer and lyricist Stephen Sodheim and Tony winner James Lapine who also wrote the screenplay. Now, all videos will be judged based on their musicality, creativity, and execution. Now, the winners will receive a private advanced screening of Disney's Into the Woods, and the winning video and videos from the three runners-up will be featured on the film's official Tumblr site. Now, you can currently go to IntoTheWoodsContest.com to watch the trailer for Disney's Into the Woods for inspiration, download the official music and lyrics to the prologue, and also gather your friends and record your own, and make sure that it lasts at least two minutes of the iconic prologue from Into the Woods. Now, the rules and guidelines regulations are posted on the website as well, and the deadline for all submissions is 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on December 12, 2014. Now, that is coming up very soon, in fact, tomorrow. Now, winners will be chosen and announced on their site around December 19th, 
2014. Now, if you're not sure what Into the Woods is, Into the Woods is a modern twist on several beloved fairy tales, intertwining the plots of a few choice stories and exploring the consequences of the characters' wishes and quests. Now, this humorous and heartfelt musical follows the classic tales of Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, and Rapunzel, all tied together by an original story involving a baker and his wife, who their wish to begin a family of their own interaction with the witch has put a curse on them. Now, it is hitting theaters on December 25th, 2014, just in time to celebrate Christmas. So now, if you want to sing your way into the woods, definitely check out the contest. And you can find out more about the film and the contest at facebook.com slash Disney Into the Woods. Now, continuing on here, let's get back to the theme parks. And how about California? And how about California's Disneyland, named the most Instagrammed place in 2014. Yes, I couldn't make this one up, but Disneyland has been named the world's most Instagram place in 2014, according to CNN. Now, according to CNN, Bangkok's luxury shopping mall dropped the ball as the unusual winner of 2013's top spot. The United States reportedly managed to occupy five of the slots this year, with three of them in New York. Now, the top 10 list goes as this for the most Instagram places of 2014. Number one is Disneyland. Number two is Dodger Stadium. Number three is Times Squares in New York. Now, the top three right there are in the United States. Now, also, there's the Siam Paragon Shopping Mall in Bangkok, Gorky Park in Moscow. There's also Paris, Red Square in Moscow, Madison Square Garden in New York, Yankee Stadium, and the Dubai Mall in Dubai. So these are the top 10 lists of the most Instagram places around the world. And let's just say Disneyland made it, although... I do have to say, I thought it would have been Disney World, not Disneyland. So that right there, I'm pretty shocked. But that is the top 10 list for 2014. Now, moving along here, let's get into something where you can cruise around the world in many other places and cruise ships. And how about the former Disney Cruise Line boss appointed the CEO of Virgin Cruise Lines as a startup business? Yes, Tom McAplin will join Virgin Cruises as part of the founding management team at the Cruise Line startup, which is going to be based in Miami. Now, the Virgin Group has also named many other people as backers for this $1.7 billion project. Now, Virgin Chief Executive Sir Richard Branson said back in March that the cruise line will start with two new ships rather than purchasing existing ships right now. Now, Branson said at the time he plans to shake up the cruise industry as his Virgin Group has done with aviation, communications, trains, and finance. And now he has snagged one of Disney's creative forces behind Disney Cruise Lines as he appoints Tom Applin to join up with CEO as Virgin Group is doing their very own cruise lines. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to wrap up news here hot off the D-wire. We're going to continue on with our very Merry Christmas celebration. We have many things on the horizon as we're going to go down into the vault with our D-team member Jason as he's going to give you a DVD and Blu-ray you want to add to your holiday viewing this season. And we're going to gear up, make it tropical. Maybe I'll light up a palm tree, maybe put on a grass skirt. Um, not even sure yet. Maybe I'll have a drink from the Adventurers Club as we gear up for the one and only Mary Ann. Yes, Dawn Wells of Gilligan's Island is going to be stopping in here very shortly as well. So all of you D-heads, I'm going to wrap up news here, release the reins to the D-team, and next time I come back, I'm going to be getting tropical and down with Mary Ann, Dawn Wells of Gilligan's Island. Yes, one of my very first crushes, so I'm pretty excited for this. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Enjoy the continuation of our very Merry Christmas celebration. Christmas Day, hear the joyous music. 
One time a year, there's a marvelous night when enchantment and wonder spark and take flight. Each home fills with joy on this grand holiday, with hearts growing warm in a magical way. The rooms are all covered with garlands and wreaths. The mantle is ready with stockings beneath. Lights twinkle and glow and bells brightly chime the moment's arrived. It's here. Christmas time. Three precious gifts lie under this tree. What secrets they hold. Let's look and we'll see. The first tells a story for us all to hear about laughter and family and those we hold dear. We love Christmas so much, we want it to stay. But what if we wished it was here every day? Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. identification EC82 Happy holidays once again and welcome once more down to the vault. It is I Jason bringing you a wonderful holiday blu-ray during this joyous season. I'm currently in the vault under the tree kind of wrapped as a present. Actually, I'm really pretty cold, so yeah, I'm, I'm wrapped pretty tightly in a blanket. So, what do you do when you have the blanket wrapped around? Well, of course, you pop some popcorn and pop it in a great DVD or Blu-ray, and I'm very fortunate to have part one of a part two vault exclusive. Well, it's not so exclusive in the fact that it just recently came out on Blu-ray as a dual pack. So, I'm going to share part one with you this week, part two next week as we continue our wonderful holiday festivities here on Disney On Demand. Jonathan may be sitting back and telling you a tale, a, a tale of a fateful trip upstairs in the beauty that is the warmth of Gilligan's Isle, but I will be bringing you the coolness, I guess that's the right way to put it, of the season 
but the warmth of your hearts, as I said, with a two-parter. I'm bringing you Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas this week, and I'm going to bring you Twice Upon a Christmas next week. Two completely different stories, but of course the warmth and joy that only a Disney family classic can bring you. So without further delay, here we go into Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Originally released on DVD in 1999, around this time as a matter of fact, December 7th, we were finally graced with the presence of the Fab Five and Friends. It had been a while since we have seen all of them together in a feature. Thinking back, you had, of course, Mickey's Christmas Carol, and now we're here. And it would only be five years later that Mickey, Donald, and Goofy would get back together as the Three Musketeers. What makes this animated Christmas classic such fun. It gives you not one, not two, but three distinct Christmas stories featuring the Fab Five, and all nicely wrapped together with narration by Kelsey Grammer. What more could you want? Fraser Crane giving you the Christmas you've always dreamed of with Mickey and friends. The first story starts out with Donald, entitled Donald Stuck on Christmas. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, of course, love Christmas, and who doesn't? The only difference is they love Christmas so much that they'd like to disregard everything and keep the presents for themselves. One specific gift allows them this year to celebrate Christmas over and over and over again. And as most children, and we've all done this before, have always disregarded the card that came with the gift. Had they read the card first, none of this would, ha would have happened and they experience what I would consider the Groundhog Day of Christmas. It starts out as a fun joke for a while, but soon the, the joy that Christmas used to bring the triplets no longer is the same. Reluctantly, they finally read the card and realize that Donald and Daisy wanted one thing for them to remember, that Christmas is not about presents, but about family. And once the triplets realize that, the next Christmas that they celebrate, they utilize that thought process, and Christmas becomes even more magical, and the time loop ends there. Our second story features Goofy and Max, something you haven't seen in a while, well, at least since Goof Troop. And the ironic thing on this segment is that it actually chronologically precedes the series itself, I find that a little bit of a fun Easter egg to join in with A Very Goofy Christmas. This is a very basic story in which Pete, being Pete, tells Mac that Santa doesn't exist. This all starting by a conversation stating that Pete knows that Santa could never fly around the world in one night. Trying to rectify the situation, Goofy even dresses up as Santa, and Max feels very betrayed. Goofy is bound and determined that Max still believes in Santa and the spirit of Christmas. So in Goofy fashion, he heads up to the top of the roof, waiting for Santa, only to fall off. But it's with that fall that Goofy too gives up hope. Max, seeing how distraught his father is, does everything in his power to make Goofy believe once again and make him the happy father he knows he is. This includes dressing up as Santa as well. In the end, of course, Santa truly shows up, gives Max the gift he's always wanted, and a little trick for Pete as well, making it truly a very goofy Christmas. The final story within 
is Mickey and Minnie's Gift of the Magi, based off of the O. Henry story. The story revolves around Mickey and Minnie wanting to give each other the perfect gift. Mickey, wanting to give Minnie a gold chain for her watch, decides that he needs to work to earn some extra money at Crazy Pete's Tree Lot. Minnie wants to give Mickey something special as well, so she works extra hours as well. Pete, being Pete himself once again, takes all of Mickey's money, fires him, all because he ruined the chance to sell an expensive tree to a poor family. On the flip side, Minnie, doing all the work she does, only gives her nothing but a mere fruitcake. And if you've had a fruitcake, you could play hockey more than you can do anything with them. Mickey takes part in playing with the Firehouse Five at a toy drive, where he gets the idea to trade his harmonica for a chain. Mickey rushes back to Minnie's, ready to give her the gift he knows she deserves. Here comes the fun part when it comes to Christmas. Mickey gives the watch chain, but Minnie has no watch, because Minnie traded in her watch for the case for his harmonica, of course, that Mickey no longer has. They both embrace and realize that it's not about the gifts that they give, but it's about the thought behind each gift that counts. So as you can see, what a great Blu-ray to pop in during this time. Not only to give you those warm and fuzzy feelings that of course any Christmas movie does, but to have our Fab Five tell you these tales of joy, delight, and unity to make the season bright. Well, I know this one's short, but we're going to come back next week and discuss Twice Upon a Christmas, where I will give you all the rundown of that fine tale and some interesting facts and figures on that one, as well as the Blu-ray specs that you do get when you do purchase this two-pack. So until then, gang, let's wrap up with another blanket, pour another hot cocoa into those Mickey ear mugs, and enjoy Once Upon a Christmas as we get ready for Twice Upon a Christmas next week. So until then, gang, remember the magic of Disney movies and the twinkle in the stars that are above us during this holiday season is always inside of you. Here we are, warm and cozy by the fire's glow. Singing songs and stealing kisses under the Have the tastiest treats. But the spirit of Christmas just isn't complete. Without two friends and family and the memories we recall. It's the love we share that fills the air and makes this the best Christmas home. Something special underneath the tree.
us share our Christmas spirit with you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Lights, camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And with the cool weather and the chill in the air, if you're living in the Midwest or the East Coast, we want to keep it tropical, fun, and also with some down-home cooking. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of you. Somebody you may know that's been marooned on an island, an author, loves to cook, many other things, as well as being one of the 50th sexiest stars of all time, we have none other than Marianne, yes, Dawn Wells with us here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody of your stature and career has been passed on to generations. Everybody knows Gilligan's Island and Marianne. I mean, it is one of those staples in television history, one of those just iconic roles that is going to you know be passed on forever. I guess to start it off for all of our listeners out there, and maybe some uh, who are just catching Gilligan's Island now for the first time, I guess what got you that role as Marianne into Gilligan's Island and into acting? Well, I, I was a, a pre-med in, in college, and I took a theater course because I couldn't take any PE because my knees dislocated. And I got interested in theater, and I, my professor said, you really ought to major in that. So I double majored. When I graduated from the University of Washington, uh, I said, I'll give myself a year. I chose Los Angeles rather than New York because I can't sing. Most of it was musical comedy. So I went to Los Angeles and went right into a play with Mercedes McCambridge, which agents came to see. And then I started to work. And I, I was working about two and a half or three years before I auditioned for Gilligan's Island. And the three characters that they replaced were three school teachers, and they rewrote, and they rewrote a movie star, a professor, and a farm girl. So we were all auditioning together, so to speak. It took about a week uh, before we were all cast. Ginger was cast in New York first, and Professor and I were cast in Los Angeles. That's why the first year when it was and the rest, uh, when Ginger was cast, her agent said she's, you know, position billing right after Howells and nobody after her. So they had to renegotiate the second year. And they said it would last about 20 minutes. They thought it was the worst show ever made. However, when uh, CBS tested it, it was the highest audience reaction they ever got. So they put it on the air, and we went right to the top ten right away. And we're the longest-running show in the history of TV syndication from that era. Uh, been on the air, never been off, 30 languages all over the world. There's no clothes, no cars that tell you when it was filmed. It's that wonderful slapstick humor. It was pretty to look at. First sitcom out of the living room. You know, it was, it's very interesting. And you could have, I could have done a million roles where my acting challenge would have been, uh, satisfied. You know, I just did Lion in Winter last summer. So I know what that feels like. But to be in a, in a show that was very charming and very much fun and renowned all over the world, I was just very, very lucky. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those shows that it, it's timeless, and it, that's what makes it so charming. I mean, you can pass it on to anyone. I've passed it on to my children, and it has that, it's just simple comedy family humor, something that just leaves you away that 30 minutes away from, you know, the, the humbug of regular daily living, and that stands the test of time. Now, being on the show and working with the cast, was it always just, I guess, were you guys really close-knit? Since it is, the cast was really just the main focus of the show. Did, were you guys pretty close while on set? Oh, yeah, we were. There was no, I didn't say any temper tantrums. People were late. 
nobody skipped the performance. I mean, it was fun. We weren't all shooting at the same time. It might have been all the girls once or just Alan and Bob once or whatever. But, no, it was very harmonious. And I, and I think that reads, too. I think an audience can sense that. Definitely. You know, and with that, too, you know, like I said, it, it continued to go on for generations, including also, you know, three films and reprising those roles to films. Did it ever cross your mind that it would go that far as to have television movies? And, you know, people still to this day talk about the debate of Marianne and Ginger. And did you ever think that, you know, you were going to be part of this television legacy? You never know what happens once you go into reruns either. You know, you, you don't know the Ginger Marianne issue. I think became stronger into the reruns. And that's really one of the things that I, we're going to talk about my book in a minute, but one of the things uh, I was interviewing, I went to a women's college, Stevens College in Missouri, and I was interviewing some of the girls. And I said, so do you think Marianne would work today? You know, when we were marooned on the island, birth control pills hadn't been invented yet. So look how far all this world has come in that length of time. Do you think Marianne would exist? And there were two two girls that I picked out and we just sat down and had a really good discussion. And one girl said, absolutely not. Marianne wouldn't work today. She'd be too kind. She'd be too sweet. And the other girl said, oh, of course she would work. There are way too many gingers today. And and, and that's, <laughs> I got, that, well, it just clicked to me. It's all about a $500 person. What are you going to wear to this? And, you know, all of that, all of that was kind of replaced some of the things that we didn't have those things. We'd go out and play softball on the weekend or we'd, you know, go swimming or go do something. But now it's all... It's a different world, and I think that's one of the things that Marianne has sustained. I've had soldiers say to me, you were in my helmet. We had your picture in the hooches. I've had people say that I was, I was abused as a child, and, and you took me away from the horrible house that I lived in. You, you took my fantasy, and, and I escaped for a while. I had brothers and sisters say we grew up. We used to fight who was going to get to Gilligan's Island first. I mean, it's amazing to see over this period of time the influence this, this show has had and the influence Marianne has had. And I think those those values of hers and her work ethic and all those things uh, sustained through centuries anyway, you know. So it, it, it was kind of time for me to say, what did Marianne do? What was she? Why do, why do these people, why are they gravitated? Why did I get the most fan mail? Why, 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 why? And it wasn't just Dawn Wells. It was the character. I created her because there was no description other than a girl from Kansas. I created her, but, but I was raised in Marianne, really. In Reno, Nevada, with prostitution, divorce, and gambling. <laughs> That's about as far from Marianne as you can get. But my mother raised Marianne. I mean, I came from a really good home, even though my parents were divorced. They were friends. They both could contrive two families that loved me. And uh, I couldn't get away with anything. And nowadays it's different. Kids lock themselves in their room and there's multiple children, stepchildren and all of that. It, it, both parents have to work. It's a different world. But it's still possible. You had seven of us, for God's sakes from all walks of life on that island, you know, even though the, the Howells were wealthy, we accommodated them. <laughs> we waited on them as much as possible. Well, you know, and, and like you said, Marianne has had such an impact for everyone. And, you know, you are an accomplished author. You know, in 93, you did uh, Marianne's Gilgan's Island Cookbook, and that's going to lead us to your new release and everything that, uh, like you said, how she's influenced everyone. I guess what came about with uh, wanting to create this new book and this new insight to Mary Ann and yourself? Well, I guess I was just saying, it's, it's a guide to life. Uh, what would Mary Ann do? And I just got to thinking, that's what, what, what started all this was the reaction from the fans uh, all along. And now those fans are 40, you know, 45. I raised them from the time they were 8 or 7 or 8 on up. 
I went through the Pentagon a, a week that Bin Laden went down with, with every member of the service escorting me. And, and the political ramifications disappear when there's a general who, who says you were my first crush. You know, I mean, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, this character. So I thought it was time. And it's fun. It's a cute read. It's, you know, if you're going to get a task, finish the task. And, and what are your manners? And how you can have fun and what you can do without being approved, locking yourself in a room. And it's easy. It's a great Christmas gift for mothers to, to, to give to the kids or grandmothers to give to their 14-year-old grandchildren or sit down and read it together, boys and girls alike. Uh, you could flip through and go to Chapter 6 or Chapter 2. It isn't a, it isn't a, a history of Dawn Wells. However, Dawn Wells, it's my voice. I mean, that's, it's how I was raised, and I think I have something to say. So it's fun. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. And Marianne is in everybody's heart worldwide. I can't go to Beijing or the Solomon Islands or uh, Argentina or uh, Alaska without being recognized as that character. And there aren't many shows that live with you that long because they're dated. You know, this is not. It could be happening tomorrow. Definitely. You know, and that's going to lead me to the question, too. You know, you seem to have embraced it. You know, some actors and actresses, you know, they get upset when they're known for a role, but you've embraced it. You know, Mary Ann is something that is uh, part of everyone's lives. And that, to me, is truly, you know, I guess, honorable in terms of just you embraced it and you realize how much impact you've had for everyone. Like you said, many of them have been watching this since they were little. I myself am coming up on 40, so I can relate to that demographic and as well. And now passing it on to my children who are, you know, eight years old, enjoying it as well. And, and she just loves watching Marianne on Gilligan's Island as well. So it's, it's passing this span of generations and this timelessness that uh, truly is unique. Now, when it came to writing the book and sitting down, was there one, I guess, one main starting point that just made you, uh, I guess, the uh, jumping off the page, the one chapter, that one part in the book that truly is your absolute favorite? Well, no, because I started analyzing uh, people kept saying, write a book. I said, I want to write a book. I don't like to write a book. I want to talk to you. Well, I can't. It's one of my, my first paragraph in the book. I want to talk to you. Well, he said, you can't make that many copies of your dog. You better write it down. And, and, and I, and I don't sit and type very well. So I had, I went through two or three co-authors to see if they could do the writing with me doing the talking. And it just didn't work. They didn't have my flavor. This last gentleman, Steve Stinson, uh, has written, uh, children's books. So he has kind of a, a flair about him, you know, and we would just, I'd get in and he'd say, okay, now what do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about work. What do you do when you're working? And blah, 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 blah. And, and he really has my voice. I'm about to record it, as a matter of fact, but he really has my voice. And, it, and it's really, um, I don't have children, but I've raised a couple of groups of, of kids. I've had a lot of interaction with kids. And, you know, sometimes they listen to somebody that's not their mother and the father. Sometimes there's somebody else you confide in and you talk to and all of that. And I think it's a hard time. There's bullying going on and, and everything's about the $500 purse or how do you look and all of that. And still we are all more alike than we are different. And I just thought that I had something to say. Oh, I have a book about my life. I could do that too. Uh, I was thinking the other day, I, one of the chapters is I like men. I don't have any brothers and, and, and I like men. If you're around a lot of guys, you they have a different, approach to life and I like to talk to a man half the time more than to a woman because they seem to be more focused on what they're saying and not talking about the cost of what the shoes cost and that kind of stuff but it, but it's I, I've been I've had a very good life and I've had I've had a lot of love in my life I've had a, a successful career I'm doing something I love to do and I'm nowhere near through I'm always looking forward to something else and you know in the book as I was writing I was thinking I mean I was just talking about myself and then 
about two or three weeks later, I thought, you know, that's really why I am the way I am. You know, you, you, you give your children, you say you have a seven-year-old, you give her things to do or he to do to see what they like. Do they like to ride a back? Do they like to go horseback? Do they like to play ping pong? Are they a good baseball player? What You know, you see kind of and you nurture what your kids like. Well, I couldn't do much with my knees. I couldn't do any sport. I wanted to be a ballerina. So I was, I was, uh, I did a lot of speaking, motivational speaking as I've grown up. I've done that. But I did, I was on the debate team. And I went to the national debate, debate, uh, contest. And debate is a very interesting thing because there's a subject, let's say it's abortion. And you have to prepare for abortion or against abortion. And you have to defend either side 100% because you don't know until the very time they draw the thing out of the hat which side you're going to be on. And I look at life that way. And when I solve problems, well, what's the worst that could happen? Well, what's the consequence of this? Oh, if I do this, how much better will this be? And I think, you know, you don't know why you get your kids into doing something, and I don't know why I, I started a debate. But not the dawn came up to me while I was writing this book and went, oh, that's really why I am the way I am. I look at both sides. And I think the world should kind of look at both sides. We don't. We get tunnel vision about a lot of things, but... I don't know. I, I'm very blessed with a very good life. And talking about people who don't embrace the role, that really irritates me. You don't sign up for a series hoping it's going to fail. You don't say, oh, good, I got a series. Now, I hope it only lasts 10 weeks. Or, oh, good, I got it. Oh, thank gosh, they picked, they picked me. They, they should have given it to somebody else. If that's the case and you sign on for it, it's not just your job. It's, it's producers and craft service and crew and makeup and wardrobe and set designers and everything that are all included in this package. And there's a lot of money put in it. It's just about you. And if, if you're going to sign up for it, then embrace it. If not, give it to another actor. I was so upset with Cornell Roberts for so many years how much he hated Bonanza. Well, come on. You know, come on, come on. You've got everybody hanging by a thread because you don't like it and you're going to walk away. It, it's a very fine line, and, and, I, and, it, and I think that's egos that get in the way. Give it to another actor. You know, it's, you're lucky to get something sometimes. If you don't want to be tied down to a series, don't. I can't imagine Little Street saying she wants to do a series. But she wouldn't do it and then say how horrible it is. She just wouldn't do it. You know? Definitely. You know, and, and that's the kind of thing, like I said, you know, you embraced it all. We, we know you're busy. So, you know, so many different things on the horizon. Um, you know, but with the, you know, Gilgan's Island, what would Marianne do? The newest book from yourself is many, many other things, uh, you know, that were out there and going through the years, I guess with that, I guess from all of our listeners and all of our fans, all we can say is thank you for the memories and giving us this, you know, great sitcom and great show because they are far and from, you know, in between nowadays in terms of great entertainment that you can sit down as a family and watch. And this is one of those that we can truly say thank you for, you know, participating in and, you know, being able to have this for generations and, you know, give you that moment to sit down and laugh and now read your new book, What Would Marianne Do? And just take it that step further. Oh, well, bless your heart. Well, that's really true. And that's, you know, we go back to Charlie Chaplin and we go back to some of the, some of the old Lucy. You go back to Lucy, you can watch what she does all the time. And this is, this is that kind of show. It doesn't matter. It's so ridiculous. It's funny. And the cast is good, and it's pretty to look at. And and uh, and, and I think that, that we all need to take something good out of life today anyway. You know, there's, there's so much uh, discord. And yet, we are only responsible. One of the things I say in the book, you know, what you're doing right now from 13 on is, is, is dictating your life, what you're going to do with your life. We all have turns, and, you know, we didn't start out to be what we ended up to be, and we've had tragedy in our lives and everything, but... But that's life, and that's the perseverance of it. 
and 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 I took care of my mother until she was 97, and I took care of an ex-husband with leukemia for a while, and I helped raise children. And and there's still so much I want to see and want to do, and I'm so lucky to be here. I'm healthy. God bless that. But um, it's up to you. You know, it's up to you to make your life. Don't sit around and wait for somebody to discover you or to say, do you up to? And we're only, we only go around one time, as far as I know. <laughs> I may come back as a giraffe next time. I don't know. <laughs> well, Don, it was our pleasure having you on, talking with many different things. I guess if there's one final, I guess, lasting word you could leave out there for all of your fans out there and, you know, fans of Marianne, fans of Dawn, all of your works and everything you've worked on, what would that be? Well, I would just say, I, I would say, and it sounds like I'm soliciting, but I'd say buy the book because you'll find out so much more about me. There's some wonderful pictures in it. I'm talking to you, you have, who have watched me for all these years. It's kind of it's kind of a nice bond and a nice souvenir. It's our 50th year this year. Well, thank you once again for stopping in, chatting with us, you know, uh, just all these memories and all these, I guess, different things that you can pass on to generations. And all of our listeners out there will pass on that link. Check out the book, What Would Marianne Do? And the iconic Marianne Dawn Wells from Gilligan's Island. Thanks once again for stopping in with us. Thanks for talking to me. Have a great day. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Malakilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Melikalikimaka is Hawaii's way To say Merry Christmas to you Kilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Kilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malikalikimaka is a wise way 
to say Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas. A very, very Merry Merry Christmas to you. Dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that piece. Here's a behind-the-scenes look at a special motion picture coming to your local theaters this holiday season. From Walt Disney Pictures. One magic Christmas. Santa Claus, how can one sleigh carry all the toys for all the kids every place? It's a magic sleigh. Very magic. The making of One Magic Christmas is the reliving of a childhood memory of producer Peter O'Brien. I think one of my favorite Christmas memories is when I was about six years old in the country near where we are right now at a farmhouse very much like the one where this film is taking place. I saw Santa Claus absolutely for certain for sure come and fill up my stocking full of toys and uh, I didn't see it completely because I had to, to uh, pretend I was asleep um, but I'll never forget it it was definitely him no question about it One Magic Christmas stars Academy Award winner Mary Steenburgen and Harry Dean Stanton it's a film that should have an uplifting effect on people and on audiences and enrich their lives in some way I hope Good night, Jeannie. Merry Christmas. Good night, Gideon. It's a story filled with faith. Gotta go to North Pole, Gideon. To see Santa Claus. And fantasy. I'm an angel. Christmas angel. You believe in magic? This holiday season, Share the magic from Walt Disney Pictures at theaters everywhere. One magic Christmas. again and i hope you enjoyed this week's show i want to extend a very special thank you once again to the iconic marianne from gilligan's island miss dawn wells for stopping in here this week thank you for stopping in sharing those stories and taking that time out of your day and being part of this iconic television show that we pass on to generations and definitely all of you d heads read her latest book what would marianne do it is a fantastic read let me tell you it is fantastic so thank you dawn wells once again for stopping in here this week I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, Caitlin, Nathan, and Jason, all for stopping in with your signature segments here this week. You add that special magic for all the D-Heads out there. And remember, if you are a D-Head, definitely connect up with the D-Team. They do not bite. In fact, you might not be able to get them to shut up. So thank you to the D-Team once again for stopping in and adding those segments here at the show. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we come back at you every single week here at Disney On Demand. You're the reason that these shows continue to press on as we get that much closer to our 100th episode. You are the reason, so thank you, all the D-Heads. So, all of you out there, there are many different things on the horizon. We have the continuation
continuation of our very Merry Christmas celebration. All month long, we kicked it off last show, and we are going to be doing many more Christmas things all month long to get your Christmas groove on. But before I let you know who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can find all these links and outlets on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our latest shows in Stitcher Radio and iTunes and get the latest shows right there in your mobile devices, your tablets, and more to get your Disney magic groove on every single week. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, as we're closing up this week's show, we want you to believe in the holidays, and what better way is to pass on many different things that are connected in many different ways to Disney as well, and one of those is Rankin and Bass. Now, if that name sounds familiar, you remember Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, and many, many countless other classics. It's the only hint I'm going to give you, so get ready for next week for show number 94. So all VD heads, with that said, as the holidays get upon us, we're rushing around, we're doing many things. Remember, take that time, slow down, take a moment, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all VD heads, Merry Christmas, and remember, believe in the magic of the holidays. See you online and catch you next week, D heads. of the holidays. Is it filled with warm memories just waiting to be discovered again? Well, now is the time to open your heart. Believe in that magic and remember those treasured moments. Oh, they're still there, deep within you, waiting to touch you once more. So come along as the magic of the season leads the way. Special magic in the air When all your dreams are real Can you remember The smell of gingerbread Candy canes and sugar plums That danced inside your head Remember when the twinkling stars at night Told you reindeer were in flight And Charlie said Mistletoe, the magic lives when we 
cherish the holidays forever and always believe.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.